0: Time now for the quote of the week. You know, I've got to admit, one of my frustrations is not difference of opinions. No, it's dishonesty in the public discussion. As the Wall Street Journal's excellent columnist, Peggy Noonan, says, nowadays, we don't even have the expectation that our politicians are telling the truth. I'm not even going to give you examples because there's so many. But I will point out that it doesn't seem to bother the majority of the people as long as it's their political favorites misleading the public or outright lying. You know, and then there's the over-the-top misleading spin. Well, let's throw that on. It's just oozing with BS. Absolute drivel that reworks reality to suit a particular political agenda. I'll give you a quick example because I actually laughed out loud when I heard it, although it's a tragedy. It came from the President Biden's press secretary, Jen Psaki whose job, like every other press secretary for the president before that, is to shovel it thick on the plates of the public. But she was asked in the aftermath of the evacuation of Kabul, you know, remember, there were tragic pictures of desperate people hanging from airplanes, taking off, falling to their death. Ms. Pisaki declared that the evacuation couldn't be called anything else, in quotes, but a success. Well, I think there's several people who disagree. But we're treated to BS-laden declarations all the time by governments on every major subject. And that brings me to the quote of the week. In this period of skyrocketing energy prices, we were never told that the raft of climate change-related regulation on fossil fuels could have consequences. As Forbes, David Blackman states, in quotes, every new regulation, no matter how noble-minded, has a cost. And the energy transition has already demanded wave after wave of new regulation on fossil fuels. Claiming these actions bear no cost or consequences is simply absurd. End of quote. Yet, you know, that absurdity is seen in so many subjects, whether we are talking about fossil fuel restrictions, but about the implications of record government borrowing or the impact of excessive taxation. We never get told the risk or the potential fallout or consequences. They're never mentioned. Time now for this week's Goofy Award. You know, and I always like the Goofy Awards that are sure to bring vitriol and hate in response. You know, it was, I guess it was literally decades ago when I first understood that no one says thanks for pointing out that the emperor has no clothes. And that's more true than ever in this age, as, as Bernie Sanders actually calls them, friends ideas, radical ideas, extremist ideas going mainstream. Maybe I should heed Einstein's warning political passions, once they've been fanned into flame, exact their victims. So I'm going to put my head on the chopping block, but I got to tell you, I'm doing it chuckling to myself about the virtue signaling crowd that's setting to descend, getting ready to descend on Glasgow, Scotland in two weeks for the COP26, the latest climate fest. Does the spectacle of the private jets spewing CO2 emissions landing The tens of thousands of attendees whose contributions to the proceedings never come close to matching their enormous climate footprint in the trek to Glasgow ever get old. I mean, we've seen this drama play out for 30 years. And declarations which are long on virtue signaling and very short on practicality. If carbon emissions are the calamitous danger they state, it makes me wonder if any of these people have ever heard of Zoom instead of flying around the world. That alone would reduce emissions by more than turning off all the idling cars in Ottawa for a year. What's impressive, though, is that the politicians, the media, climate activists never seem to be embarrassed by their own actions, including in this case, in the finest of elitist traditions. Did you know that COVID protocols are going to be relaxed? Attendees don't have to be fully vaxxed under the regulations specifically for this event. Delegates from what are called the red list countries who only have to quarantine in hotels for five days if they've been fully vaccinated, 10 if they're not. There'll be no requirements for attendees coming from what are designated as amber or green list countries to isolate on arrival in the UK, even if they're not vaccinated. So here's the question you should be asking. Why the relaxation of COVID vaccination mandates or travel restrictions or other protocols? And the answer from the UK government? is that the climate emergency and potential catastrophic consequences are more important than those restrictions. Remember when President Joe Biden, at the height of the Delta Bavarian spread, called climate change the world's biggest health risk? In September, White House climate advisor Gina McCarthy called climate change a health emergency. Now, I'm only mentioning this because the probability is increasing that the next set, next set, of societal restrictions will be under the rationale of public health and safety in order to prevent climate catastrophe. As Mariana MacGazato, she's a professor at the University College London, states, in quotes, we may need climate lockdowns to halt climate change. That might mean governments limiting private vehicle use, banning consumption of red meat, et cetera. We must do capitalism differently to avoid that, end of quote. Or as our prime minister says, we need to reimagine it. But then again, you might also want to consider the words of H.L. Mencken, in quotes, the urge to save humanity is almost always a false face for the urge to rule it. Power is all on what all messiahs and politicians really seek, not the chance to serve. Well, at least don't say you weren't warned.